just welcome everyone to the, I call it this very special teleservice with my dear, dear friend, Reverend Virginia Chase. Just welcome, Virginia. Thank you, Padre. You can just call me Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, (laughs) that name I can remember. I know. (laughs) It's okay. Just call me that, okay? (laughs) I always pause for some reason. I know. I can can feel it. It's okay. We have some wonderful people on the line tonight. We really do. It would be a very special call. It really is. Because the group field that's on the call. I'm I'm blessed, and I'm honored and overjoyed that so many people are on because I think everybody has a heartfelt love for our Blessed Mother, and I think that's one of the reasons why maybe number two is you're on the call, and number three, I'm on the call. (laughs) But they're, they're there for a reason. And I think we all want to tap in. We want, all want to know more about our the Divine Mother. For me, it's Mary, the Virgin Mary. And I'm just delighted that you would say yes to being on this call with me, too. Let's share the good news about Mary and all the providence that she gives each one of us. So would you, I'm going to make a comment first, and then I would love for Virginia to open up with prayers. But I want to thank everyone who is on the call tonight. And For those who have donated towards the cause of Celebrating Life for this call, thank you. I don't always say that, but I always see it, and I just, I deeply appreciate it for those who donate. It goes into our general fund, but it does help sustain Celebrating Life in all its endeavors because we're growing. But I just want to especially thank everyone for being on the call and also for those who have donated tonight. Wonderful. I I would actually like to say something, too, before we start the Open With Prayer, and that is that I do feel that there's a special place in the heart of the Beloved Mother for Celebrating Life Ministries. Oh, yeah. And, yes, and you can see it in the eyes of everyone who has been called by her. And I've been in many groups and church environments. Right. And personally, I have never been in an environment such as Celebrating Life where you can look around and you see so many people who are devoted to the Beloved Mother. Mm. Oh, yeah. The flame that's in their eyes and and in their hearts, it's just, so clear that Celebrating Life Ministries has a very significant purpose with with her. And so it's really a joy to be on the phone call, not just to be on the phone call with you, Padre, because I love being on the calls with you, but also to be with everybody in this group tonight mm. and the people who do this. For, for the month, it, traditionally in the church, the month of May is for Mary, and growing up as a small child, being Catholic, we always honored Mary. It was part of our, I call it, our legacy for the Funsons. So Mary has always been a big part of my world and celebrating life's world. And I don't know if you've ever are familiar with every pope probably that has had carry on the legacy of, I call it the Catholic Church, has always dedicated their lives to our Blessed Mother, their mantle, yep. their position. So we know that that is grace. That's so, and hopefully, maybe we can do that tonight or at even at our conference to, if you have not dedicated your life or your family or your home to Mary, that would be a beautiful thing to do. But yes, let's, let's open with prayer, even though we've okay. already talked, but Mary is present. So I'm going to ask Virginia if she would just lead us in prayer. I'll just Absolutely. Go ahead. I'd love to. So if everyone could just place their hands on their hearts. You know, Mary is clearly present with us already this evening with this group. And to this we say, Holy, 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 Holy Mother, to Jesus the Christ, her beloved Son, the Holy Spirit, and the Father. Tonight we speak of the Blessed Mother, 
shower your graces upon us and all those listening in on this call in this moment and in the future, that our hearts may be purified and our words magnify the glory of the Blessed Mother Mary. We ask that you bless her in all that she does to bring peace to our world and peace to our hearts. We have heard her call to prayer and we are responding. Please lift us up so that we may pray in the manner in which she has asked us. Give us the humility to come to the prayer with a sincere heart. Tonight to the beloved mother, we are magnified in the glory that you are present in our world today and in the past, in Fatima and Cabejo and Medjugorje. To you we bow down and glorify your name. To you we ask for your intercession to bring peace to our world. Help us to be apostles of your love. Shower your motherly love upon all of us, bringing us compassion and tenderness and kindness, a pure heart and goodness. Bring us closer to your son, Yeshua, and help us to fall even deeper in love with God. To you we say, Hail, Holy Queen. Amen. Amen. Well, that's a beautiful place to be right now. It's in the arms of Mary, the arms of Jesus. Wow. There's something when you pray, Virginia, you, you really do open up heaven for people. That's such a beautiful charism gift that God has given you. So thank you for that. Thank you, Padre. It took me to Medjugorje for, mm. for me because that's such an anchoring point for me, knowing was there. And, and if, when I first started, Medjugorje started with the apparition in 1981, and I was there in 83. And it was just for the first time, and then I've been there 13 times. And so Mary has been this beautiful place, but Medjugorje itself in the church. If you ever visit Medjugorje or Fatima or Lourdes, there's, you can feel that presence, the motherly presence. And that I recognize that when I went to Medjugorje. And it's everywhere. It's just not in the church, but it's everywhere. It permeates the area. And you brought that prayer. You brought that energy. You brought that light to our call tonight. And so we know our Blessed Mother is watching over us. And we want to just hear some stories about Mary and um, yes. the, just the, the experience. <laughs> Virginia, if you'd like to lead the way, and I'll follow with you, okay? Okay. Okay. So I think I think what the theme when I was thinking about tonight's call, I think that the theme that I wanted to bring out was that, as we know, Mary started things started many apparitions in Fatima. And she said she would complete those missions in Medjugorje. Yes. That Medjugorje was the completion of what she started in Fatima. Yes. And Padre, I do have to say, if people don't realize on the phone, that it is so remarkable that you were born on May 13th, Uh which of course is the first apparition in Fatima. Right. You know, which to me just seals your connection with her. Yes. And her messages and who she is in our earthly and our eternal life, who she is to us. You represent so much of that. And Thank you. Really is. And when we look at what she started in Fatima, and we can go through this more in detail later in the call, but the messages that she gave that she continues to give in Medjugorje, and those messages being of to pray, to 
fast, which can mean simply to surrender, to let go, yeah. to be non-attached, to conversion, which simply means to know God, to fall in love with God, yes. to read scripture, to confess or be true to ourselves, be honest with ourselves. All these things, when I look at this, I think of two things. One, Celebrating Life Ministries helps us so much to attain a lot of what she is asking us to do. Mm. Celebrating Life Ministries teaches us to pray. Yeah. It teaches us to fall in love with God. Mm-hmm. We do talk about sacred scripture. We do teach that in our way, in our universal way. Right. We, right. we do own who we are. We, we, we do learn to let go and to be willing to surrender. <laughs> and surrender to the will of God. We may not do it so easily, and you know, we may not be able to fast by letting go of eating. <laughs> Don't think, yeah. As well, but we can fast in other ways. But a yeah. lot of the messages that she's given that lead us to being able to be compassionate and being loving and not to be afraid and to be at peace with ourselves, so much of those messages are taught at Celebrating Life Ministries. And we all, we all carry that. When I watch how we started, say, for example, with Fatima, and we now are with Medjugorje and her continuation of her messages and her purpose for why she came here, which so much of what we know is also peace in our world. Yes. We can look, we can look individually at where did we begin with Mary and how has she carried her mission through us in our life? Because when I look back, for example, just in my own life, I can see that Mary started working with me back in 1988. Wow. And it's almost been 30 years now. And back then, I would not have recognized completely her hand in everything. Mm. But now when I look back on it, I can see it. And I would not have expected to be where I am now if somebody had, back in 1988, had shared with me what would be happening in my life now. Oh, wow. But I can see how she has been guiding me all along from the very first moment that I stepped foot on Salve Regina University grounds and saw a statue of Mary there and actually fell in front of the statue and just said, I want to follow you. Oh, wow. And that's how I came to be at Salve Regina University and got my master's and later went on to become a teacher there and spent 11 years at that university. But... That's beside the point, because I can see her, her, her leading me all the way through the Casa and John of God, and so mm-hmm. many of us get called to Mary through yes. the Casa and the mm-hmm. Rosaries, and then on to Medjugorje, yeah. and what happens in Medjugorje. And so I think that for everybody on the line tonight, I think one of the things to do is to reflect back on how has she been present in your life? When, when were the moments that you felt her calling you? And we know that that call, once it starts in our heart, we, we just can't not go. It just keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And that's what calls us to Medjugorje so many times. Yeah. It's time to come back. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that for everyone to just to pause at this time during this 100th anniversary of Fatima, as we're looking at what's happened then, what's happening now in Medjugorje, what's happening in our world, to look back and go, how has she been in my life too? Because I think she has. I think she has been in so many people's lives in Celebrating Life Ministries. We can see it in in people's eyes. Mm -hmm. You can see it in their hearts. You know, she's present. And so, and we can see it in you, Padre. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, you know, I, I think that. Virginia, what you're saying is it really is true. Even I want to address those on our call and those who will probably be listening in the future. Some of us maybe have never been introduced to our mother. For some reason, it's eluded us, but we heard about Mary. Some might say, well, it's a Catholic thing, and it's not. Mary is universal. But the idea is what I've always learned from my teacher, Ron Roth, was Mary leads us to Jesus. Because sometimes we're afraid of God or Jesus. So Mary is a beautiful bridge or an invitation to explore what heaven is about. And so Mary always has said, especially in scriptures, do whatever my son tells you to do. So it is about first feeling the mother's love and then taking that next step, knowing that we're being called. I remember when I first heard about Medjugorje. And I remember saying, I want to go there because I heard about Fatima and the apparitions there. And it's like, if Mary is appearing on earth, wherever it is, I want to be there. And, of course, through my mother and my father, they purchased a ticket for me because they were going. So, And I got to go. And I, I, it changed my life because there was always this drawing, especially as a small child, even though it was on my birthday and Mother's Day when I was born. So it has all these a setup, so to speak. So Mary yeah. has always been a part of my life. And my grandparents, which I said in my newsletter, was they actually purchased a statue from Our Lady of Fatima from Italy, a marble statue, and created a grotto for our Catholic grounds, a parish. And so, and that was right before I was born. So that grotto is still there. And it, and I remember as a small child, I even got to crown Mary on, we always crown Mary during May. And one time, a boy, me, got to crown Mary instead of all these girls. So wow. it was a special favor. So Mary has always been a part of my life. I don't think I've ever separated from that love. But now it's just, it's it's who I am. It's who celebrating life is because Mary is the heart of God. It gave birth to a son, and it's like, and from that point, it changed the whole world, and it's changed my world. But if anyone who has doesn't have an encounter with Mary, we're going to be praying at the end of this conference call for that very expression, for that invitation to come. And if you already have these, it's time for another encounter because Mary is just, she's an incredible being. And actually, I'm going to pause. And if Susan Wallace is on, I'd like her to just share a little story she had just shared with me today and I think with Virginia. And it goes to show how Mary can show up in many different forms. And once you begin to recognize that that love, that energy, that charism that comes with her grace. It changes our world. So, Susan, are you there? I am. Okay. Would you like to share with our audience what you shared with Virginia and I this morning? I would love to because it was, it, was, it was just wonderful for me. Uh, the this, this story actually starts in February when a group of us were at the Casa and Virginia bought an exquisite crystal of rose quartz and it's big I, what is it about two feet tall virginia wow. it is about two feet tall yes it's yeah, gorgeous it, it is it is gorgeous and it's it's probably the most beautiful piece of rose quartz i've ever seen it has spots that are just luminescence mm. and when you have the day that virginia bought it she brought it out at dinner time and passed it around and we all kind of held it like a baby it, it just it, it has a beautiful energy and a beautiful glow so fast forward to yesterday morning very early in the morning i was praying actually on my rose quartz rosary praying the rosary and there in front of me was this very beautiful glowing 
woman with dark hair and dressed all in pink, but I knew that it was Mary. I said, you're supposed to be in blue, but she just, <laughs> she ignored me. She just stayed there in pink. And it was, it was a short moment, but it was exquisite being in her presence. I mean, that's, it was just wonderful. And she turned into just an essence of pink energy. There was just this kind of a ball of light, but it was more a, more a felt presence than, wow. than anything else. It was just the essence of pink, of loving energy. And then she turned again into Virginia's crystal. I saw it very clearly, and she just showed me that she was living in that crystal. Wow, wow. Well, yeah, again, it, it was... It builds your faith, it, uh, it connects you with the divine, and as simple as what you saw, whether it, was in a, whether it was real or whether it was in a vision or whether they take you to heaven, it's a connection, you know, it's a relationship. And Susan, I just thank you for sharing that piece with our audience because sometimes I think sometimes we miss what actually is right in front of us. And Mary said she would always be near. She would always look over us with a great intercession. So you you got to experience that. I did, and I'm, re- I'm so happy to share it because, it, it, you know, just to be able to put out to other people the loving energy that was present. Wow. Is, is That's beautiful, Susan. Let me just share a little bit more about the some of that story, okay. which people wouldn't know, and that is that when I was told in current to get that crystal, that that cr- crystal was to be energized with peace, that it was a peace crystal. Mm. And it was, which makes perfect sense, that Mary yeah. is in it. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I was to place it in our window facing east, facing out over the oh, ocean, so it would radiate, wow. radiate out to the world, mm. peace. And that crystal sits in the midst of my Mary altar. No kidding. I have a huge Mary altar. <laughs> And wow. that crystal is part of that. So, Susan, the fact that that happened, just it makes perfect sense to me when I'm looking at it and what I know, what I, I was told at the Casa, that mm. that crystal was for. There it is. She's extending her presence. Went to homes now. Went to when people gave, especially during prayer, because celebrating life is really about devotion. You know, if you really break down the elements, and for those who was at the last retreat, the spring retreat, there was an element of grace of Mary's presence there. And a lot of you felt that, along with the Holy Spirit, along with Jesus and the saints. But we were tapping into that place. And that's where the miracles happen is when heaven here comes on earth. And right now some of you are experiencing that tingling sensation of warmth come over you. And that's Our Lady. Yeah. That's Our Lady. And we just want to bless you as we continue on tonight. All right. And and then you feel that call, that pull in your heart that I've been feeling that recently, which always kind of signals to me that there's something that is about to occur, you know, that is I'm being called towards. And I've been feeling it building and building and building over the last week. I do believe it may be that I end up back in Medjugorje sooner than I thought. Well, um, I, I'm feeling you that, know that pull, call. too. Yes, I do. Trust me. I, I have. Trust me. Yes, I, I actually was it's looking. It's overwhelming. It's like it, I can tell it's time to go back. So 
Oh my uh, God! I'm thinking in 2018, we'll talk later, I would Padre. love to. Yes, we will. But here's interesting because um, remember, this is a little off story, but offshoot, but yet it's incongruent with what we're talking about. Remember at the, the the spring retreat, remember you were one of the last ones to be prayed for, and so I I tapped your what do you call it rosary or quartz? Yes. <laughs> And, and it exploded. Happened. It exploded. It exploded. So it was this. Yes. Tell us. It was this absolutely gorgeous rose quartz necklace with a pendant on it that Shirley gave me. Yeah. And and you ta- you came along. You tapped it. The whole thing exploded. You know, it went everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to restring it. But But there was the power of, again, the change, the shift. So the next morning, the Monday morning after the retreat, I pull out my rosary. And, of course, I pull it out, and it explodes in my hand. And it's like, really? it happened to Virginia. It happened to you. And it happened to someone else. That was three people. So that – and I'm – I'm very aware of my roses used to break a lot. I mean, it used to, and I used to be mad because <laughs> it tells me there's a shift happening. There's something happening. And so what it alerted me to was, okay, not necessarily, oh, I should say, my life will always change, but I need to be aware of the change that's going to happen. But again, the calling that comes. So I already was looking today about Medjugorje because it's like, okay, I I can tell. I don't know, but I just, I recognize that still small voice. And Mary, I I recognize her voice, and it's like, okay, it's time. Her voice is so clear. I thought I was going to go back to Fatima because that's, again, honoring the 100th year, but go wherever Mary calls you to go. That's really the call here. That's right. And number one is to go within your heart because this is where she's at. Exactly. That's where she is. And to just do whatever, and she, of course, leads us to do the will of God. That's so it. she calls us with the message to come. And just as you quoted earlier, and which is the same quote I wrote down, which was do whatever he tells you. Yeah. <laughs> what she said about her son. Yeah. You know, Yeshua. That for everyone. Just do whatever he tells you. So here we are. Something's brewing. Something's clearly. brewing again. You know, just honoring the presence. Too, Virginia, you know, I was reading some of the quotes. I like Mary quotes, but and from other authors. And, of course, Mother Teresa, I was reading some of her works today. And it talked. she talked about there was a lady who had three miscarriages. And she asked, she was actually a friend of Mother Teresa for 10 years. And she asked her, would, you know, she pray? for Mary to help her. And Mother Teresa gave her this beautiful prayer, and I don't know if you have a pen next to you or anyone who's listening. Right, It's a simple prayer, but I just love it. It's so profound because, of course, Mother Teresa said yes. She gave her a immaculate medal of Mary. And then she says, when you pray, pray this. Mary, Mother of Jesus, be mother to me now. Yeah. Whoa, that is yes. so beautiful. Yes. Be mother to me now. And it's like yes. uh, any mother would take care of their child. They do. But when a child needs something, the mother is there to care for them and give whatever they can give, whether it's their soul, they would give it in order for the child to be well or healed or however. And, of course, the end result is this woman gave birth to her first child, a daughter, and she named it Mary. So when I read that, it just illuminates me that it's like we have these divine beings of light, the angels, the saints, the entities, 
Mary, Padre Pio, Padre Ron, Jesus, Holy Spirit. There was enough enough for us to have a flavor for or yearning towards. And it's all being called so we can draw near to God. I mean, that's the whole message of Mary is draw near to my son. And it, it's it's so easy because you fall in love. You fall in love with love. When I was in Medjugorje, there, yes. were, there were so many. Yes. I had miraculous things happen to me there. And it doesn't, not that I run back to have it. I, I run because, like you, Virginia, you hear the calling. You hear it just like many of us are now going back to John of God in July because hollow that voice. Because that voice will lead you to healing, to an encounter with the divine. And don't let fear get in the way. If you have that pull. You know, so many things can happen for people in the Casa that are actually connected also to Medjugorje. Very much so. I ended up in Medjugorje because Bob and Diana gave me a rosary Uh, from Medjugorje. Oh, yeah. And I put my hands on it and I went, where is this? I have to go. Oh my and goodness! That's how I got to Medjugorje. So wow, wow, yeah, they so, were on, Bob and Diane and Bobby and Renee were on that trip. I think the first time after Ron passed away <laughs> that I wanted to go return yeah. back to Medjugorje, and I mean it was a very very hard trip for me <laughs> personally. Yes, it, it was. was, but. It was profound because in my brokenness, and some of you are very broken right now, whether it's in your health, whether it's in your relationships, whether it's in your finances, that is actually a cue. That's a divine setup for God to come through and miraculously heal, restore, renew. But it's about the positioning. God says, come. If Mary says, come, you come. So, but it's an honor that, and I remember the the one short story, I'll try to make it short, because I was grieving my spiritual mentor, Ron Roth, which I traveled with for 28 years. And so, but I didn't know I was depressed, <laughs> even though I was. And thank God for Bob and Diane, for Bobby, for Renee. They, they really sheltered me and kind of pulled me through. I was supposed to lead this tour, but they were actually leading me such a uh, amazing way and but these encounters it got difficult for me more difficult it was cold it was raining and that would never bother me before but when you're in a different place you want to have cushy and comfort and warmth but my room didn't have heat my room didn't have hot water and so long story <laughs> short people gave me their heaters and blankets and then that wouldn't work and it's like well, after the third day, I just said, I'm done. I'm cooked. So we're supposed to go to Mass at 10 o'clock. And, of course, there's the big church and the small church. And I went to the big church, and our group wasn't there. And I'm going, this is unbelievable. You know, I'm missing ev- my, out on everything. So I go back to my room, just kind of soak. And it's like, I'm really depressed. So nighttime comes. And I've had my long underwear on because it's so cold in Medjugorje. Not supposed to be, but it was. It was one of those seasons. And, and it, I was freezing. And... All of a sudden, around 2 o'clock in, at night, I hear, Arr! and I go, oh, my <laughs> God, who's opening the window? And the only person I thought of, that's Ron Roth. He came in and he opened that door, for, that window for me to make me colder. I, I about had it. So after that, I get up. I finally go to Mass, and it was during the Mass, and I remember going to the Communion. And I remember right before I was going to the Communion, I, I felt the presence. I I was kind of in my, what is this? Don't understand it, but here I'm walking up to receive communion in the hand. And when I reached out and the priest put the host in my hand, I felt this amazing light come from my hand and rise up above me, up 
by my head, and then it exploded in a thousand pieces. And oh. and all of a sudden, that presence broke the depression from me, and I just bawled. I oh. made it to my chair or the seat, but actually the seat was rattling with me because I was under the power of God. And it's like, oh my God, only a mother could bring me to her son Jesus to heal me. And I mean, it was an extraordinary gift that was just that one time. But and I remember people were actually afraid of me because you know, I might not have looked the best, and I sure wasn't acting normal in church at all because the power of God was all over me. But I was having an encounter, and it's those times in my life that Mary is so prudent in knowing to position me to receive the gift from Jesus, and it's a treasure I always remember. Those, I'm sure many of you have had these encounters. That's all about encountering Christ and encountering Mary, encountering Divine Mother, the entities of the Casa, St. Therese or St. Rita, St. Ignatius. They're all there for, to actually lead us to the heart of God, the heart of the Mother, the heart of the Father. And that's the, the beautiful part of that. Virginia, you had an amazing experience in Medjugorje too, did you not? I, I've had, a, yes, a phenomenal experience. It was probably one of the highlights of my entire journey with Mary over the, since 1988, which culminated in Medjugorje when it was my second trip there. And I think some people have heard this story, but if, if you haven't, just bear with me for a moment. I was with a group, and we were listening to a wonderful priest who was talking, who had actually been on Apparition Hill as a child when Mary was appearing there, the very beginning, back in 1981. And it was so moving what happened, what he saw on the hill, he vowed to become a priest. And he did. He grew up and became a priest. And we were listening to him. And while he's talking, even though I'm riveted to this man, I'm getting that overwhelming sense of needing to fall asleep, like when you're at the casa and you just, you had an intervention and you just feel like, I need to go lie down, something Oh, yeah. Something overwhelming me. Something is coming over me. I just need to go lie down. And I excused myself at the end when he was finished talking. I excused myself from the group, and they went off and had lunch. And I made my way back to the Pusada to go lie down with my intention being, I'm going to go lie down and take a nap. Mm. And so I'm walking through the cow fields, you know, or the, you know, oh, the great yes. arbors, the paths, you know. Um, I'm in that magical part of Medjugorje, which is just hard to describe, but think of the most wonderful little village you could ever be in. And you're walking through these little dirt paths and you're heading back over towards Apparition Hill, which is where Mary had appeared. And I'm thinking, okay, up at the fork, I'm just going to bear off to the right and that will take me back to my Posada, which is about another mile away. And I hear this I don't even know if it was a voice. It was just a knowing. It just was that, like that call that you get in your heart when you feel her calling you. I, I just heard, felt clearly, go straight ahead and walk to Vix's house. Mm. And I, I didn't know where Vix's house was. I mean, I just, because if you don't know, she's one of the visionaries. Right. Oh, yeah. That's right. yeah. <laughs> and I, I didn't know where she lived. You know, so. So, but I'd heard it pretty, very clearly walk straight ahead and go to Vix's house. And so I walked straight ahead. I didn't take the right-handed fork. I took the other fork. And I kept walking, not really knowing where I was going. And sure enough, the road merges with the main road. And there in front of me is Vix's house. And not only is it her house, there she is standing outside the house wow. alone. Mm-hmm. And there's two or three other women that were there that were saying goodbye to her. And 
I walked straight up to her, which is unheard of. Yeah, Usually she's so completely surrounded by yeah. people who want to be around her. And here she is in her old house. This is the old house where the oh, old house right. used to happen for her yeah. that they don't live in anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's where I turned out I was. And there she is at the house. And I just walked straight up to her and fell on my knees. And she looked at I looked up at her and she took her hands and she blessed my head. And I remember getting up from that and feeling as though I had had every current run through me you can imagine. I was no longer tired. I mean, that was yeah. the last thing on my mind. I was completely energized and overwhelmed, just completely overwhelmed by what had happened. And from that moment on, everything changed for me. Wow. That is when my my commitment to God, my love of Jesus, my devotion to Mary went from one level that had been on for years and years and years. I mean, when I was at the Casa, I used to, and I still do, sit in current. I just imagine her face like Susan Wallace saw her face. I just imagine that in my mind and I figure, I can just look at her, I can't hurt anyone. And so I just do that. I've been doing that for six years at that point when this event occurred for me six years ago. Yeah. And but it absolutely propelled me into a deeper relationship with her. It actually of course was deeply involved with the healing that I needed that I didn't know that yeah. I needed because it I had a medical condition that I yeah. was about yeah. to discover. Yeah. Um and just as a, a sidebar, the second thing that had happened for me is when I came back from Medjugorje, not knowing, by the way, that I had a, a brain tumor, I came back from Medjugorje and was actually just leaving and coming home from St. John of God at Omega, where I'd been volunteering. And he had told me, the very last day we were there to the volunteers, he had said to me, do not worry about it, we're taking care of it. And I really didn't know what he was talking about, but it was okay. Whatever it was, I was happy he was taking care of it. <laughs> and I came, I came home, and I was driving to my office, and I saw the miracle of the sun. Oh. And I went, oh, Mary's here. It's the miracle of the sun. And I'm seeing it here over Narragansett Bay in Rhode Island. Well, an hour later, I had a seizure. And that's when they discovered that I had a brain tumor. And that completely deepened my relationship with her. And since then, I have seen the miracle of the sun three times. And every single time, it has been at a very significant moment when I know Mary's here. Do not be afraid. She's here. It's all about love. It's all about her son Jesus, do not worry about anything. So going to Medjugorje, it can be absolutely profound and change your life. I certainly never expected back in that little meeting room when I was getting so tired that I was about to have one of the most amazing experiences in my life. I just thought I was going back to my room to lie down and take a nap. So (laughs) she can surprise us. Absolutely. With what what she has in mind for us. And it can happen at, at any time, in any moment, in any place. <laughs> you know, Virginia, your stories are so fabulous because they're real. They're everyday present miracles. Unbeknownst to you, we get set up. It takes one person to talk about Mary or Jesus or God and, and share with them what, how their life has changed in that. I remember the second time I was in Medjugorje, first time, my parents and I went. Second time, Ron decided to go since Paul went. <laughs> and 
he wanted to have his own experience. And of course, when we went, Mary was still appearing, she still appears every day, but to the, the children. And they were first in the choir loft and now they actually moved to the, the rectory where the priests lived. And because the crowds were growing and they wanted to keep them more private. And so the protocol was people would kind of mingle outside the, the door where you would walk into the rectory. And the, the sisters were in charge of the priests to make sure they got in there and the visionaries and then any special people who could were invited in. And I remember, I can't remember the sister's name, but she was overlooking because there were tall steps. And she was looking for the crowd and she picked out Padre Ron Ross. And it's like, oh, well, Ron, he, he was so excited. He's like, he got to be a part of the apparition, you know, with the visionary. That's, that's huge. Like, that's huge. That was huge. The people who don't know. I know. It's like that's unknown. And, of course, I'm, I'm so grateful because I'm with him, so at least I'll get to hear what his experience was. And unbeknownst to you, sister points to me and says, you, sir, you come. And I go, me? And I got to be a part of that group. And it's like, oh, my God. It's like so... Paul, being protege of Ron, I had my camera and I thought, well, I'm going to finally get a picture of this apparition that I always heard about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was the mind. It's like, now it's There's our home. minds, our little human minds. <laughs> so they were praying and I go, well, I have my camera. And all of a sudden the, the visionaries kneel down and this flash of light hit. Well, unbeknownst to me and Ron, both of us, we both go back because of the, I caught the energy, and we ended up underneath wow. the table. And it's like, wow, there just went my picture, but we experienced wow. the Blessed Mother, her energy. And it's like, oh, my. And, of course, about sobbing. And it's like I was gone. Still I'm gone yeah. from this day. But knowing that I was present in the same room as an apparition was just an extraordinary event back then, which was unknown. Now it's more prevalent. So, But to know that God can show up in your prayer time tonight before your bed, in the morning when you awake, yeah. when your soul is resting in God, these encounters will happen. I promise you these encounters will happen because something is stirring in your hearts now. And it's all about the flavor of heaven. The windows of heaven are open. And Mary and the angels get to celebrate your life and draw you near. Because I know some people, especially those who have just had surgery recently, you know, we want to pray for you. Oh, I think you're on the call for a specific reason. And, and I know Sherry was one who just had surgery this morning. And Al is one who had surgery. And a friend of mine, Jean, her her father just passed away, Joseph. Anyone who you know that passed away. It's these times that we draw near to the Father, to the Divine Mother. And if we don't know the creator of the universe, if we don't know Jesus or Mary, this is one way for our hearts to open up and say, show me. Maybe I am unsure of what heaven's about. Even if I was to die, and we're all going to die, that's that's a given. We have no free pass to not do that. But it's the encounter that has drawn us near. It's prepare our soul, because this is what Mary and Jesus and John of God is all about, is drawing us near to what heaven is all about. So we can let go of the that's stuff, right. the anger, the fear, all those elements that bind us, that hold us, depression, unforgiveness. All these things that we need to let go of in order to experience the oh my God experience when God shows up, it's major. And Virginia, you're one that has so many miracles happening in your life. I've had many, and you and you have too. And thank you so much for sharing that story about you and Ron being under the table, because <laughs> that that just exemplifies how powerful it is at times when the presence comes in like that. 
Yes. You know, when you're totally unexpecting it, that the the presence is so strong, so overwhelming and palpable that you two end up under a table. I mean, that's oh. that's quite the that's quite the story. <laughs> and then and then and then the presence can come in such gentle ways, in such yeah. quiet ways. I have one last story which I'll I'll share before we move into some prayers for people. A year and a half ago when my mother was dying, I had first gone to Medjugorje to pray for my mother. That was my Oh, really? Purpose, yes. I wanted to pray for my mother because I knew my mother was going to pass over at some point soon. And I wanted Mary to, to be with her. I wanted, Even though my, my mother was not devoted that way at all. <laughs> but sure. I was. Sure. This is just a daughter wanting her mother to be protected ah. by the Divine Mother. So when I flew over, I spent a lot of time thinking, ruminating about things and things that I needed to own in myself. But one of the major things was really please be with my mother. And two things two things happened. One one thing happened in the church, which I won't go into a lot of detail about, but I was like you riveted to the seat over a message that she gave me of a song that was played while I was in the church during the right after the apparition oh, that just wow. had me sobbing because it oh. was a personal personal song that meant a lot to me. But the piece that I want to share that was so sweet is when my mother died, my yard even though it was Christmas time and it was very cold in winter here in New England, my yard smelled like roses. Oh, my God. And people were telling me that they would come up my driveway and it smelled like there were 100 roses smelling all over my driveway and the entrance to my house. Oh, my God. And I ended up smelling it myself. People told me about it. And I ended up being able to smell the fragrance myself. So I knew I knew Mary was there. And she can show up for people in that kind of way too, through the fragrance of a rose, which is so common for what she does to let you know she's there. Or a song, like what compelled me and left me in a in the seat in the in the chapel riveted to the seat sobbing because that song meant so much to me what was playing and just what people were singing and it just that it, she can come through in that way as well and that small way can be so profound it can just it can move you and it can move you to deepen your faith and ultimately of course that's what she's also asking us to do is to deepen our faith yeah. and if we feel truly close to god then we have faith mm-hmm. and with that faith we can do anything Yes. We can do anything. Absolutely. So. Wow. The simplicity of, I call it, the, whether it's a tool, whether it's a, an acknowledgement of presence, it's in the simplicity. And I know Mary, within the Catholic Church, it talks about the rosary, which is actually scriptural, but yet it draws near again. The, the scripture comes alive, at least for me. And I remember Ron Rob teaching me with praying the rosary that think about someone on the bead. Think of them, maybe they're sick. Or just imagine them as happy and healthy. And anyone who comes to mind, really make the rosary, I call it, work for you. That it's really a, a joy to pray because we're communing with heaven. And actually when we pray or think about a person, we're actually bringing heaven here to earth to them. So we're actually setting the pattern so I call it the angels can assist us and them into healing and restoration. So it really does. And one of my favorite things and even growing up as a child is the May devotions for Mary, the Ave Maria or Immaculate Mary. Those instantly brings me back to my childhood in the more simpler of times. But yet 
was it just simpler times or was it actually Mary's presence showing up then as it is now? Because we do get attuned towards the mother, the father. You know when they're in the room. You know what they're going to say or smile or get an embrace. It's that intimacy that Mary does bring to us. And that's the that's the part of what I love, and that's what I love about prayer is it brings us closer to the divine. It does, and the rose the rosary absolutely does that. It actually ends up feeling like okay, you're communicating, you're having a dialogue. Yeah. You're, she says, as you give a rose to her, which is the rosary oh, each time right. you pray a bead, she gives a rose back to you. Yeah. So there's there's an exchange, and you can begin feeling it. It's happening. It's not just you talking into the void. <laughs> right. But there's actually, there's an interaction that happens. It, she has explained, if you praise the rosary, it will open your heart. Mm. It will it will teach you a love. It it will bring you closer to her son, Christ. It, Absolutely. It, it, it does all of these. It, it brings your life of devotion mm. to life. Wow. And she becomes a living presence with you every day. Absolutely. I agree with that. That's just, and I think right now, I think we want to move into a prayer time for everyone who is on yes. the phone listening in and who will be listening in the future because there's no time nor space in God. Thank God. So, so as Virginia and I pray for you, place a hand on your heart and we're just going to again ask Mary's intercession on behalf of Jesus, her son, with the power of the Holy Spirit, which transforms, which renews, which restores. So our mentor, Ron Roth, always said, come Holy Spirit. And with that decree becomes the invitation. So what you and I just did was invite heaven into your present situation. For some, it's your health. For some, it's your children. For some, it's your co-worker. For some, it's your prayer list for those you're praying for. Some in the hospitals. Some those who are working in the hospitals. There's difficulties. There's challenges. And so we're inviting now our Blessed Mother, the Holy Spirit, to come. Yeshua, to just show up and be present. And for some, you're actually going to feel a hand on your shoulder. For some, you might even get stuck to your chair or your bed right now. Just to let you know they're here, they're present. So sweet over my soul, O Lord, just come, Holy Spirit. Begin to bless, begin to heal. I decree just health and healing, the spirit of health and healing into the bone, into the marrow, into the throat area, into the chest, into the brain, into every cell of your being, into your organs. Just heal, restore, heal, restore, miraculous healings in the name of Jesus. Just the restoration of marriages, relationships, even with our children, even with our siblings, even with our parents. I know one woman is going to meet her father who's passing, but they had a hard relationship. So we just ask favor, Lord. Mary, just go before them. Just making the crooked path straight, opening a door, opening an opportunity to love again, to forgive again, to bless again, to be a daughter, to be a dad, to be a mom, to be a son again. And we just remember our mothers, whether they're still living or have passed on. We just cherish their presence. 
We just ask the Holy Spirit's flavor to touch your families, your churches, your organizations, your workplace, your neighborhood, your apartment building. There's no boundaries to what God can do in your life. We just ask Our Lady of Fatima, Our Lady of Medjugorje, just just to be with us and begin gently to knock on our hearts again. Says, "Come home, come home again. I have something for you." Let the whispers of heaven begin to now draw us near, draw us in. As we anticipate Pentecost, the Holy Spirit's breath, the healing, the reconciliation, that not only fuels the fire of the passion of God, the love of the mother, the love of the father, but it also incorporates all the angels, the saints, those who have gone before us, for they sing holy, holy, holy unto you, O Lord, holy, holy. Holy unto you, O Lord. His presence is near. He's touching you right now. I thank you, O Lord our God, for this grace. I thank you, Mary, for walking alongside of us today, tomorrow, forever, leading us to the gates of heaven and welcoming us home. I thank you, God. Just more, Holy Spirit, just more, more power, more presence. Let the healing angels healing entities begin to do their work with passion, with love, with immediacy. Thank you, O Lord our God. Just heal, restore. Just the eyes to be clear, throat. Just I'm going to place my hand on my throat to represent those who are near who have throat problems. Come, you're going to feel a sense of heat. The Holy Spirit is just doing a wondrous, marvelous deed. Thank you, God. Replacing, renewing, restoring. Replacing, renew, and restoring. Just clarity. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Just for the mercy, for the kindness. For people in the hospitals. Thank you, O Lord, our God. People with cancer. Just break that disease in the name of Jesus. I curse it and bring it back to God to be dealt with. And in its place, divine light, divine love. New organs, new healthy cells, just grow and prosper. Thank you, O Lord our God, for this grace. For those who have knee problems um, in the legs, just uh, let the fluid just drain, the swelling to go down, and now the flexibility, the muscles to be restored completely. Thank you, O Lord our God. There's a weightiness of God, of Mary here. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Even if we're to say goodbye for tonight, that presence will linger. So even after this call, just stay in the silence for a while and pray, and that presence will get even stronger. So just say goodbye. Thank you, God. Virginia, just thank you so much for being with us and for all those on the call, and we'll listen to it. Thank you for drawing near. We do this together as a family. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Padre. We love you and I bless you. And let me just close with a healing blessing. May the good Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you, and grant you the peace, shalom, 
in all areas of your life. And I bless you as your Padre in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in the peace of God and Mary. Amen. Amen. Namaste. Thank you, God.